the buzzard, turning, turning, casting his shadow over the long land. Then, twitching between grass blades, shouldering through trees, came the animals. From the grasshopper who could scarcely bend the leaf of a fern, to the bison whose hooves thundered on the earth like a drum, from the darting harvest mouse to the leathery, lumbering rhinoceros, animals for the deserts, the prairies, the forests, the mountains, the jungles, and the ice flows. The earth was alive and on the move. Turtles clambered up beaches, grey wolves ran over the snowfields, monkeys played and tumbled in the tall trees, the great cats bounded over the plains, antelopes bounced, bees, bats and dragonflies mapped out the air. The animals were here. They bleated, roared and screamed, howled, squeaked, barked, snorted, boomed and blared. God turned his mind to the final task. He imagined a creature different from all of these, a creature that would share something of his own nature and take charge of the world he had created and everything that was in it. God put the final touch to his universe. He created human beings, man and woman, Adam and Eve. The work was finished, perfect. God's mind was at rest. There were some places on the earth, however beautiful, where man and woman could not live. The dry deserts of hot sand stretching further than the eye could see, the wind-swept snowfields blue with ice. God put Adam and Eve in the green valley of Eden. Here there were cool woods on sloping hills, sun-soaked meadows, rocky cliffs down which sparkling water tumbled. It ran into wide, still pools where lilies blossomed and then meandered through the lush fields blowing with flowers and butterflies. Pears, melons, nectarines, mulberries hung in the green-shadowed trees, glowing like lanterns. On the first morning of the world, God brought to Adam and Eve every creature he had made. Gently, Eve placed her hand on its head, and Adam gave it a name. One by one they came from near and far. When they had received a name, they turned away and went to live in the part of the world that suited them best. Many stayed in Eden. When Adam and Eve bathed in the deep pools, they bathed with bears and leopards. When they walked through the garden, they walked with tigers and foxes. Hares ran between their feet. Birds settled on their shoulders. And when evening came with its cool breezes, God himself walked with them in the garden and talked with them. They were free and happy, wanting nothing, for they had everything. Love this garden of Eden, God said to them, as you love each other. It is yours. Taste and eat of everything that is in it. There is only one tree you must not touch. He pointed the tree out to them. Like the cherry and the orange trees, it was laden with blossom and fruit. 
Squirrels ran among its branches. It seemed little different from the others, except that it stood separate. That is the tree of knowledge, of all knowledge, evil as well as good. Do not touch it, for the day you bite into that fruit is the day that death will enter the world and begin its work. Adam and Eve gave their word. Why should they need to touch that tree when there were so many others? And so Adam and Eve lived at one with everything around them in a world that was young and glad and free from all danger. They grew vines and herbs. They gathered fruits and flowers. They swam with the otter and roamed the woodlands with the deer. They slept in sweet-smelling grass, and they talked with the God who had created them. One morning, Eve woke up and yawned. Adam was not at her side.